Morning, morning. What's up, man? How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, brother. All right. I'll make it quick here. I'm going to get into it as fast as I can. Um... You heard of yesterday. I'm assuming you're talking about Kobe Bryant. That's like the big thing right now. Yeah. We need to pray for his salvation. Uh, We don't know if he uh, uh, was saved or not. So... Uh, I don't know. Uh, God is in control of it. God has a purpose and plan in it. You know, um, and we got to trust the Lord. Uh, I pray for Kobe Bryant and his daughter's salvation, man. You know what I mean? It's a big deal. Um, that's all we could do is just pray for him. Melanie, man, long time. You come and go. Welcome back. Missed ya. Keep coming, man. 7 a.m. Well, 7.20. Busy, busy. I hear ya. I hear ya. Make time for the Lord. As long as you're reading your Bible, Melanie, that's all That's all that matters. Get into your word every day. You know, it's important. Every day, read that word because, as a Christian, or even as a person, how, how do you, how do you live without eating, right? Just like a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit in you. How do you seek God if you're not reading the Word and eating? That, that's your food, your spiritual food, is the Word of God. All right, we're gonna jump into. Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm gonna jump right into it because I'm running out of time. Proverbs 27 for the 27th month of the day. I'm gonna give you guys some wisdom. Get back into the old way of doing it. Start a day with wisdom, you know? Amen. Yep. Okay. Proverbs 27, verse 1. It says, don't boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what the day might bring. Isn't that interesting? The first scripture that comes up, it says, do not boast about tomorrow. For you don't know what the day might bring. Right? It says, let another let another praise you and not your own mouth. A stranger and not your own lips. A stone is heavy and sand. A stone is heavy and sand. A burden, but... Aggravation from the fool outweighs them both. Fury is cruel, and anger a flood. But who can withstand jealous? That's a big one. 
better an open reprimand than a concealed love, which is true. The wounds of a friend are trustworthy. Good morning. Hi, how are you? The wounds of a friend are trustworthy, but the kisses of an enemy are excessive. A person who is full tramples on a honeycomb, but to a hungry person, any better thing is sweet. Anyone wandering from his home is like a bird wandering from its nest. Oil and incense bring joy to the heart, and the sweetness of a friend is better than self-counsel. That's true. Don't abandon your friend or your father's friend, and don't go to your brother's house. In your time of calamity, better a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. So true. Be wise, my son, and bring, bring my heart joy, so that I can answer anyone who taunts me. A sensible person sees danger and takes cover. An inexperienced keep going and are punished take this take his garment for he has put up security for a stranger and get collateral if it is for foreigners if one blesses his neighbor with a loud voice early in the morning it will be a it will be counted as a curse to him an endless dripping on a rainy day and a nagging wife are alike the one who controls her controls the wind and grasps oil with her right hand. Iron sharpens iron. One person sharpens another. That's what we're doing right now. We're sharpening each other. Sharpening each other in God's word. Let me know if you guys can hear me if I'm still there. Um, whoever tends a fig tree will eat its fruit. Okay, praise God. And whoever looks after his master will be honored. As water reflects the face, so the heart reflects the person. Ooh. I always say this. The abundance of the heart comes out the mouth. That's CSB. I want to see what... Oh, I don't have anyone that's downloaded. Sheol are abandoned and are never satisfied. And people's eyes are never satisfied. A, uh, a crucible refines silver and smelts refined gold. And a person refines his praise. Though you grind a fool in a mortar with a pestle, a pistle, along with grain, you will not separate his foolishness from him. Um, know, well, know well the condition of your flock. And pay attention to your herds, for wealth is not forever. Not even a crown lasts for all time. When hay is removed and new growth appears, when hay is removed and new growth appears, and the grain from the hills is gathered in, lamps will provide your clothing and goats the piece of a field. There will be enough goat milk. Goat's milk for your food, food for your household, and nourishment for your female servants. Meaning right here that God will provide. You know, he provides through all things. Nothing goes to waste. All right, so today we're going to talk about sin, okay? Sin. Um, I think it's a really good topic. We tend to look over certain sins in our life. 
So let me give you a little overview of what sin is. Sin literally means to miss the mark. The English origin once uh, comes from a game that was called Sinner, in which a, a hoop was placed at the top of a pole, and each man was given a specific number of arrows to shoot them through the hoop. If you missed, he was called a sinner. You missed the mark even though you tried. Okay, What is the mark? Perfection, Jesus said. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Matthew 5, 48. And again, if you guys have the Bible app, version Bible app, you'll see all these highlighted in there so you can follow along. Read it for yourself. I encourage you to do so. Do not take my word for it. Read scripture for itself. God's word does the work. Matthew 5, 48. It says, be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Okay. Nobody's perfect. All right. Nobody has hit the mark outside of Jesus Christ. Only Jesus was a perfect representation of the father. And Jesus wants you to be a reflection of him and to be his representation to the world. So this is why your witness as a Christian being Christ-like is important. Okay, we have a lot of social media. We put stuff up, sometimes we put stuff up and we don't realize what we're putting up that it shows a reflection of who you are. And then people say, well, this person put scriptures up, talks about God, 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 praise. And then they put up alcohol. So you might think it's harmless, but if it stumbles another brother, it's a problem. If it stumbles someone in, in, in trying to seek who Christ is, when they look at the reflection of you because they see Jesus in your life, and yet you put up foolish things like that or like um, secular music that talks about cussing and having sex or, or all these worldly things. And you're supposed to be a representation of Christ. You will be held accountable for your actions. That's very important. You're a representation to the world of Christ living in you and through you. Okay. If, you, if you're really called a Christian, you need to watch what you guys put up on Instagram, on Facebook, and how you talk around other people. Because you're a reflection of Jesus Christ. You want to sit there and pray to him and ask for guidance, but then your witness is terrible. Okay, it doesn't work that way. Just want to encourage you guys in that. Sin brings you into an alienated relationship with God. Okay, alienated. Alienated. That means separation. That means apart from, right? With God, where you no longer hear the voice of God. Hold on, there's a train. So you no longer hear the voice of God, but you hear your flesh, you hear the devil, because why? You're living in sin. See the glory of God or, or feel his presence. You are spiritually dead. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3, 23. Again, I'm going to put that up on the Bible app. Give me a second. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you go to Apple Store. You go to uh, Android store, Play Store, you type in the Bible. It's the version uh, app. Log in with your Google, and um, I'll add. I'll let you guys add me if you want. You can see everything I put up on this podcast, so you can follow along. You can comment on it, and there's Bible plans to help you. There's devotionals. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, Romans three twenty three says, "For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God." And it goes on, it says, they are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 
God presented himself, him as an atoning sacrifice in his blood received through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his restraint, God passed over the sins previously committed. So because of Christ dying for your sins, God looks at the son and sees you're cleansed because of your faith and repentance in Jesus, you're covered and you're made perfect through Christ alone, not in your own works. Okay. And it goes on. Now, because man could not fulfill God's divine requirements, God sent his only begotten son who took our sins, are our, our missing the mark, and he died in our place. Hold on a second. My phone will vibrate. Actually, silent. Okay. Um, where am I at? Okay, missing the mark, and he died in our place so that God's actual requirements requirement for me now, who am I, who am not, who am not perfect and could not be perfect, is that I believe in his son whom he sent. So believing in Jesus Christ who he sent makes you perfect and blameless. You apart from yourself are a sinner, the dirt deserving death and separation from God. Okay. All right. First scripture today. Genesis. Going all of the beginning. Genesis 4 7. Good morning, Brian. Genesis 4 7 says, If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do, do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Well, how do you rule over sin in your life? Is repenting and turning away from it. Repenting means turn the other way. Turn to Christ and ask for God to give you that desire out of your heart, out of your mind. Take your thoughts captive because your thoughts are powerful. They deceive you. They distract you. And I'm talking for myself. Okay, It's called spiritual warfare. Your thoughts and the enemy, the flesh. Okay, The more you, you're obedient to the Lord, the more you hear his voice. It's not an audible voice. It's your moral conscience that tells you what's right and wrong, and it's perfect and just, and it doesn't lie to you, okay? And the more you exercise seeking God's truth, which is the Holy Bible, and you're praying and acknowledging God daily, and you're in fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ, they're all falling short of the glory of God, and encouraging each other and praying for each other, the more you hear what God wants for your life. It's very important. But if you're living in sin, it's hard to do that. It's impossible to do that. But repent. Numbers 32, 23 says, But if you do, it says, But if you do, if you do don't do this, you will certainly sin against the Lord. Be sure your sin will catch up with you. Okay? You're sinning against God. That's what we've got to remind ourselves. Um, when you're sinning. You're sinning against the Lord. Hold on a second, guys. Please don't ask for it. Yes. Sorry, I just connected to my Wi-Fi at work. My phone's going crazy. 
but that's it. All right. So numbers 32, 23. But if you do this, uh, brother, if you're, if you're on the Bible app, you'll see it now. They weren't up there at first. Okay. It says, but if you do, if you don't do this, you will certainly sin against the Lord. Be sure your sin will catch you, catch up with you. Which means that if you sin, you try to hide it, and you try to say, "Well, God knows, I don't need to say anything." Like it's gonna creep at your door. It's gonna it's gonna hinder your walk. It's gonna make you want to sin more. Okay, so you need to confess it. First John one nine: Confess your sins; He is faithful and just to forgive your sins and all unrighteousness. All right. Confess it, not to man, but to Christ alone. You can confess it to your brother or sister. They could pray for you. They don't save you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Numbers 32, 23 says, The Lord's anger burned against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness 40 years until the whole generation that had done what was evil in the Lord's sight was gone. See, this is God's punishment, okay? God punishes. People say Jesus is love, Jesus is love. He's love, but he loves you so much, he's going to discipline you because you don't listen. The Bible says we're dumb sheep. We get led astray. We follow other sheep when we need to be following the shepherd of Jesus Christ, right? Following the shepherd. Exactly. Walk by faith, not leaning on my own understanding. Okay, what time I got? 40. All right, so let's jump into Proverbs 20, verse 9. I think I remember this one. God's perspective of sin, all right? God's perspective of sin. Proverbs 20, verse 9 says, Who can say, I have kept my heart pure? I am cleansed from my sin. Who can say that? Nobody. Okay? Only God cleanses you of your sin, period. No one can say, I have kept my heart pure, because your heart is desperately wicked. Who should know it, the Bible says. Okay? Uh, Matthew 5, another Bible verse is really good. Matthew 5, 17. Matthew 5, 17 through 19 reads, Don't think that, that I come to abolish the law or the prophets. So abolish is like destroy or, or get rid of, right? The law is the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery. I shall honor your father and mother. Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Right? Those are the Ten Commandments. So Jesus is saying here, do not think that I come to abolish the law or the prophets. So the prophets are the ones that are testifying of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit working through them and in them in the word of God. That's right. Like John, these are all prophets that God used to bring glory to himself. He says, I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. He came to fulfill it. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or one stroke of the letter will pass away from the law until all things are accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commands and teaches other to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteous surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So the, the scribes and Pharisees are ones that were holier than thou on the outside, but the hearts were desperately wicked, and they did not know God. Okay? They were all righteous on the outside, but in the inside they did not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
They did everything by works so they can make glory from men and women to be glorified by them. And that's you have to you have to surpass that. You have to have a relationship. You do good things in secret, but your father in heaven knows. Okay, you do things to help people, love your neighbor, and glorify God in secret. So God gets the glory and God knows, not man. When you do something, you go, well, unless you're sharing a testimony, I'm like, man, this guy was hurting, so I did this for him. But thanks be to God that God gave me the ability and put me in the position to, to share this with this person or to pray for this person or give this person money or food. And you're not doing it to boast or be prideful. You're doing it just to show the greatness of God, how he used you and how much that person got blessed and you blessing them and reaching out to them, you know? That's okay. But if you're boasting about it, oh, I did this, look at me, I'm holier than thou, is a problem, you know? Okay, so what time I got? 43. Let's go to Romans 6. Okay, Romans 6, God's perspective of sin. Okay, Romans 6, 1 and 2 reads, What should we say then? Should we continue in sin so that grace may multiply? Absolutely not. How can we who died to sin still live in it? That's powerful right there. If you've died to sin, how, how are you still living in it? You need to repent and ask God, God, am I even saved? Like, why do I keep doing it? You know, ask God of forgiveness. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. There's only conviction. Conviction is correcting. It's discernment between right and wrong. It's saying that I am doing it wrong. And you turn to Christ in it. Okay. And it goes on, I love it. it, says, You are unaware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. So as well as your old man died, right? You're a new creation. You have a new life. You no longer live the life as the old past. You live a life as a child, and you're learning to, to walk with the Lord, okay? You don't live a life like you used to. Then you have to question your true repentance and obedience in Christ Jesus. Lord, like... Has my heart changed? I'm still doing the same things I'm doing. You need to ask the Lord. Lord, I want to live a life for you. Repent and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Lord. Very important. Um, Romans 8.1, a good Bible verse. says, therefore, there is now no, like I just said it. That's crazy. Now, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus because the law of the spirit of life in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus has set you free. <clears throat> from the law of sin and death. <clears throat> so, what is condemnation? Okay. Condemnation Condemnation is a public act of denouncing harsh criticism or disapproval. Okay. Um, the act of condemning as land forfeited for public use or judging to be unfit for use as a food product or an unsafe building. A judgment or of not guilty. So it's a judgment, right? A public act of denouncing. That's what condemnation is. What's conviction? 
Conviction. A conviction is something certain. A judgment of guilt in court and a strong belief are both convictions. So you believe in Christ. You believe that the law is right. And you believe that when you break the law, you're wrong. And it humbles you. And you ask God for forgiveness. That's conviction. Condemnation is guilt and there's no way to turn back from it. That's from the devil. He's saying that ah, you'll never be forgiven because you're guilty. You know, Condemnation is is a belief that God is a forgiving God. It's a belief knowing that what you did was wrong and you turned to Christ in it. Okay. Conviction, unshakable belief in something without need for proof or evidence. Final judgment of guilt in a criminal case and the punishment that is imposed. Conviction, unshakable belief in something without need for proof or evidence. Like, you know you're wrong. That's the conviction. You know you're wrong, and you know who, who is the one that's going to forgive you and who the one is not going to forgive you, right? Conviction. Ooh, Ecclesiastes. Okay, check it out. God's perspective of sin in Ecclesiastes 7. I love Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 7.20. It says, There is certainly no one righteous on earth who does good and never sins. Do you hear that? There is no one righteous on earth who does good and never sins. There's no one. And even it also says in um, Romans 3, 18 through 21, I think. There's no one good, no, not one. No one seeking for God. Okay, Everyone sins and falls short of the glory of God. We read that as well. Romans 8, 28. Right? Romans 3, 11 says, 3, 10 says, As it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. Okay, that's everybody apart from Christians because as a Christian, you were given eternal life. You were given by grace, you are saved. To God's unmerited favor that he revealed himself through you through, through um, irresistible grace to where you acknowledge him. You know who he is now. Apart from that, you're living in the world. You're not seeking for God. Okay, this is all have turned away. All alike have become worthless. There is no one who does what is good, not even one. Right? I just want to share you guys with that. People think they're a good person. They're not. It says their throat is an open grave. They deceive with their tongues. Vipers' venom is under their, under their lips. It means when they speak, they speak death. All right. Evil thoughts, right? Okay. So, First John 1 8. Okay. God's perspective. What time I got? 50 already. Let's jump into God's promise. Isaiah 118. God's promise and sin, okay? God's promise and sin. Isaiah 118 reads. Come, let us settle this says the Lord. Though your sins are scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are crimson red, they will be like wool. Saying that your sins are dark, right? But God, the repentance and faith in Him, in Jesus Christ, will make your sins as white as snow where you're clean, you're clean and pure in His sight, right? 
So it's Christ alone that cleanses you of all unrighteousness. Um, make a change. Okay, how do you make a change in sin in your life? Well, first off, you repent and turn away from it. No longer do what you're doing. Go the other way. Start seeking Christ. Start seeking fellowship with brothers and sisters to keep you accountable. Okay, make a change in sin. Here's a scripture for you. Romans 6.13. Romans 6.13 says, And do not offer any parts of it to sin as weapons for unrighteousness. But as those who are alive from the dead, offer yourself to God and all the parts of yourself to God as weapons for righteousness. So you offer your body as a sacrifice to glorify God, not to glorify self or your flesh. Okay. I love verse 14 of Romans 6. It says, for sin will not rule over you because you are not under the law, but under grace. So if sin's ruling over you and you keep doing it, keep doing it, you need to ask God to, to, to change your heart and mind. If you really do have conviction, you need to turn away from it and ask God and God alone, Christ alone, to forgive you of your sins and to change your heart and renew your mind. Okay, Sin should not rule over you because you are not under the law, but under grace. Grace is unmerited favor that you realize that you are a sinner and Jesus did forgive you and you don't deserve it. But you not deserving it and you getting the unmerited grace, it makes you want to love people and encourage people and tell people about Christ. That's your fruit. Okay. Biblical example is John one twenty nine. Biblical example is John one twenty nine reads. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So what's the example? You want sin to be out of your life? You turn to Christ and what he did on the cross. Okay, He forgives you of all your sins and transgressions. 1 John 1, 9. Confess your sins, you use faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and all unrighteousness. Actually, 1 John 1, 7 through 9. Well, that's God's promise. All right, so 53. So we got an idea of what sin is and how, to, how do we get rid of it. We confess it to Christ, Christ alone. He forgives us of it. We get into our word to renew our mind and, and, the, and the action of sinning against him. Okay. Um, that's how we do it here. Let's see. So let me get into a valley of visions for you guys, okay? Sin. Sin, man, you know. When we sin, we get back up, okay? We ask the Lord to forgive us and turn us away from that sin. And we start seeking his truth, okay? Let's jump into uh, Puritan prayer to end it for you guys, okay? Um, let's talk about fullness. I like to just open it up in the Puritan prayer. Whatever pops open, I'm just going to read, you know. You can call it providence. You can call it just random. But it reads this, fullness. Heavenly Father, thou hast revealed to me myself as a, ma a, as a mass of sin. Isn't that interesting? Our topic was about sin and it's already revealing it. Um, and thyself as the fullness of, uh, fullness of goodness, which strength enough to source, secure me. Wisdom enough to guide me, mercy enough to quicken me, love enough to satisfy me. Thou hast shown me that because thy art mine, I can live by thy life. 
Be strong in thy strength. Be guided by thy wisdom, so I can p- pitch my thoughts and heart in thee. This is the exchange of the wonderful love. For me to have thee for myself, and for thee to have me, and to give me thyself. There is in thee all fullness of the good I need, and the fullness of all grace to draw me to thyself. Who else could ever have come? But having come, I must cleave to thee, be knit to thee, always seek thee. There is none there there is none all good as thou art. With thee I can live without other things, for thou art God all sufficient. All the glory, peace, rest, joy of the world is a creaturely perishing thing in comparison with thee. Help me to know that he who who hopes for nothing, nothing but thee, and for all things, only for thee hopes truly. And that I must place all my happiness and holiness. If I have, if I hope to be filled with all grace, convince me that I can have no peace at death, nor hope that I could, I should go to Christ unless I intend to do His will, and have His fullness while I live. So turn to God, turn to the Lord. So you have fullness, you have completeness, right? All right, I pray you guys out. Heavenly Father, come before you, Lord. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for revealing what it means to sin and how to miss the mark, Father, that we do daily, Lord. Help us to have no condemnation, Lord, but only conviction that we're wrong and we need to turn from it. And the only way we turn from it, Lord, is seeking you and prayer and meditation upon your word and asking, confessing to you and you alone for forgiveness of sins. Lord, I thank you for the ability to even know that we do sin and fall short and that you do forgive us. I thank you for the conviction. It's a blessing, Lord. Uh, Lord, just help us to be a good example today at our workplace. Um, help us to love people around us and encourage them, Lord, knowing that if we truly have the Holy Spirit living in us, that people need to be loved and encouraged by us so we can show the love of Christ in our life by the way we act and how we witness to people, Lord. I thank you for just another glorious day, Lord. I thank you for your son dying on the cross for our sins that we don't deserve, Lord. Help us to be a good example to the people around us, like I said, Lord God. And I thank you, and I praise you. We ask this all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for coming in here. Melanie, keep coming, sister. I know you're busy. Don't be busy enough for the Lord, you know. Um, I'm not saying you have to be here. I'm just saying make sure you're reading your word. Okay, sister? Read that word daily. Don't get discouraged by it. You make God priority in your life, and then work. And God will bless you. Brother, God bless you, man. Thanks for coming in here and being faithful. Um, remember, all glory to God, guys. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this to bring glory to Christ. I pray that I got out of the way and administer to your hearts and minds. Okay? God bless you guys. All glory to God.